Roof web page load speed shocker what our score was why it was so bad and what we did about it building an online business but are struggling with tech time money you know to make it work then this is the podcast for you our goal is to share what we're doing our adventures what we discover so you can build your online business quicker easier and bigger than you ever thought possible hello my name's nigel t best and i'm with i'm curtis thanks for joining us welcome to the show folks all right look in a previous podcast episode, have a look at it. It was where we were telling you how you can find out how quick or slow your web page is to load. And the issue about it, because if it takes a long time, it will kill the attention, retention, interaction, engagement with your website. That all goes back to Google. You drop down the rankings or you never even rank and you miss out on sales and all the good stuff that you want to get. So. We went through it and it was called, what was it called? Uh, page Speed Insights. Page, page Speed Insights. It's like a Google thing. And we did it on Nike. And we uh, we were quite surprised at how poor they were in terms of their load speed. So we also did ours prior to that. And all right. Sadly. Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking. We thought we'd done quite a lot of good stuff. Um, and we got terrible ratings. So we had, I think it was, uh, I'm just going to try and see if I've written it in. Yeah. Desktop, we got 21 out of a hundred and mobile, we got 15. Not brilliant. Okay. So after I had kicked Curtis around the room for about 20 minutes, he said, enough, enough. Let me find out what the hell's gone wrong with it and see if I can fix it. So. Curtis, we made some notes on here about some of the yeah. things. So, you know, the first one, what the first one that we found. Yeah. So obviously with the PageSpeed Insights tool, it gives you sort of a list of reasons of what's slowing your site down. And at the top is the biggest reason. Um, I believe ours was in fact some JavaScript. And as it turned out, that was coming from GrooveMail. So we had a, a couple of opt-in forms. And the JavaScript behind them was actually slowing the load time down a lot on our site. Mm -hmm. So that was the number one reason for our poor scores. Yeah. And so at the moment, folks, we're, we're in the background working out what we can do on that. Because obviously, opt-ins are super crucial. But we're looking at the difference between having the opt-in as embedded code on the main page or having a button that would click that will take you to an opt-in, you know, a different page with the opt-in on it. Now, Curtis, the difference between that is because you're only looking at the load speed of your home page, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it, potentially it could still affect it. Um, we're we're going to do some tests. Um, basically, obviously, we've had one playing on our home page. We did have another form on a pop-up, which we're going to test sort of between those two. And then we'll also obviously test for a completely separate page. Um, although not ideal, it's better than no solution. And we are exploring some other options, um, obviously via is it ConvertKit. 
Yeah, we're, we're going to look at a different email autoresponder as well, and we're going to see what effect that might have on load speeds. But here's the, here's the thing, folks. We need the opt-in. We need to work out what's the best way and the best way of making that opt-in appear. Now, the, the reason I was saying put it behind a button is because the button loads quite quickly because there's not a lot to it. The fact that there's a function behind the button, people give you a bit, little bit more time for that to load. Uh, because they they have taken a you know an express action, there's intent there, and they're going to wait for it to come back and and you know open up so they can put the details in. So we're looking at that. That that really did surprise us on that. So there was JavaScript, what it calls unused JavaScript or un, unnecessary excessive, ex excessive yeah. JavaScript. And if you're thinking I have no idea what JavaScript is, then um, we will show you, uh, hopefully, in a little demo section of this. So if you're listening on the podcast, uh, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to give us a review and share it with your friends and follow and lots of other things. But if you want to see, sometimes in the episodes we do a little demo um, and we'll try and talk through it here. So if you're listening and driving at the gym and you sort of go, if you can picture it in your head, that's great. If you can't and you want to see it, you know, in front of you, then have a look at it. There'll be a link to the YouTube channel, but the YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash at the at symbol groove.builders. Okay, so that's where you'll find our YouTube channel and you can have a look at that there. So sometimes it's easy if, it, if it's a little bit fiddly technical and all the rest of it. But essentially JavaScript is a little bit of code. Um, you know... If you're a Groove person and you know about Groove, you know when you're adding something, you can bring, drag one in and you can do an embed code. And it's that funny black screen with the little cursor in the top left. You click on it, you copy your code, you paste it in there, you save it. And when somebody loads the web page, that little bit of embedded code, you know, generates whatever it is. And, and for opt-ins, that's what you'd often do. So on your page, you want to see the name, first name, email, you know, click to subscribe or whatever it is. That's really useful. But that bit is what this uh, page in speed insight was, it was coming about and saying, well, that's actually quite slow. Um, and we're thinking, okay, if we put that embed code on a different web page and have a button that clicks and takes you to that web page where you can fill it in, that might cut out some of this JavaScript on that home page, okay? Which means that we cut out one of the things that's delaying us. But that's only one thing. That was only one thing. Holy moly. What else was there, Curtis? Oh, there were a few, unfortunately. Um, but we've got through them. Um, so, first of all, I think we had a few sort of template blocks in there that we've used from the sort of Groove library of um you know the template blocks <laughs> essentially um and as it turns out they were still using pngs and jpegs and quite large size images on those templates um so for those of you that don't know um sort of that's just the image format and the best format you want to be using for all of your website images is called webp um it's it's relatively new ish um but yeah i've done a video on that before um, which we'll link in the notes and description. Um, so essentially Groove 
they are now converting all new images that you upload into that WebP format, which is brilliant. However, some of their templates are still using PNGs and JPEGs, unfortunately. So that's something we had to work around. Um, we just uh, we essentially just ended ended up downloading the images, resizing them, and converting them ourselves. Um, so we just could use the same images, um, but now they are obviously a lot smaller, and that sort of sort of one of the other load speed problems we had. Yeah, it, I mean, folks, we were quite surprised. I mean, what a fantastic thing that Groove has put in there that anything you upload now gets you know resized re and 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 shrunk down effectively so instead of something being several megs big you know they're just yeah. a few k a few hundred k aren't they yeah i mean it's it's good that they're converting all your images to web however it doesn't resize them uh -huh. um, obviously if the pixel size is huge way bigger than it's going to be displayed as that's another problem which you will have to deal with yourself all right so hang on hang on folks we need to get this clear in our head What's the difference between resizing and um, compressing or, or WebP formatting? So resizing does what? So resizing is literally just the pixel size of the image. So if you were to open it, how physically big would it be essentially? Um, and obviously the format is, as we said, the PNG, JPEG, or the WebP, which it should be. That's sort of the compression and other things, the other elements of the image. So WebPs are a lot smaller than everything else. Um, obviously, the compression, you can do that separately to the format and the size. However, compressing, you do tend to lose some quality. Usually, the best practice we've found is to kind of resize them to roughly what they'll be displayed as and then go ahead and convert them into that WebP format. Um, there's tons of tools online to do this for free, which I'm sure we can link a couple in the description and the notes. Yeah, so yeah, we can put that in. Yep. Okay, so there's two things you need to work on here, folks. Uh, look at the size of the image and then look at the format of the image. And those two work hand in glove in terms of optimizing things. So we were really surprised because we thought we'd been really good at getting all our images to WebP, making it you know really good and funky and all the rest of it. What we then found was when it came up with these images and it was saying JPEG, PNG, we were going, what? Hey, we haven't done that. And then I realized that uh, some of the blocks that we'd done where the images were really good, um, they were probably pre-Groove giving the WebP version. Uh, and they've just kind of, you know, haven't gone back and retrospectively done it and what have you. So, yeah. So yeah. Those images, I think they've essentially, they've converted them to WebP, but they haven't changed them, they haven't resized them, so they're not much better, really. Yeah, so look at images that you uploaded into, you know when you, when you want to upload an image that's one of yours, and it says upload from files, so you swap out their picture and you want to put your own in. Um, if you uploaded some a long time ago, although, as Curtis says, it now says it's a WebP. It probably hasn't gone through the same process as a new photo or a new image that you put in now. And I would go back and potentially re-upload those into Groove. Yeah. So as well as as well as doing that, the first thing to check is the actual pixel size, as I mentioned. Get that right down, depending what size it's going to be displayed on on your actual website. Um, but 
give we, us a, give us an idea what what might a really big image be, yeah, and so then what could it be? I've got some good examples for this from our website. Funnily enough, <laughs> here we go. Um, there were a few that were several thousand pixels in dimensions. Um, yeah. Well, so like three, four thousand by yeah. three thousand sort of thing. Yeah, big, around that. Big things. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but I'd say for an image that's taking up the entirety of your screen, you don't really need more than say fifteen hundred pixels in either direction. Okay. So, so you're looking at potentially a th- at least a half the size that it is, maybe even just a third of it. Yeah. And obviously, for sort of really small images. So like we've got a small profile photo of Nigel on one of our pages. I think that was one of the offenders that was like well over a couple of thousand pixels. <laughs> hey, no, it's normally my fault. Yeah, displayed on screen, it was sort of like that. <laughs> yeah. So a bit, quite, a, quite a waste of load speed there, we found out. Yeah, so that was again an eye opener, and that's why this uh, looking at your web page load speed is so important because... You just would look at an image that's tiny, like a little thumbnail type thing, and you just go, well, it can't be that. Well, unfortunately, it can. And we found out that it was. Um, number three, though. So that first one uh, was the JavaScript. So we're looking at the JavaScript. So sometimes there's an additional script that seems to take ages to load. And we're looking at workarounds there because the opt-in and the groove mail uh, seem to be poor. Um, second one was blocks. If they come with an image and you leave those images in, some of those blocks have got massive images in there that knacker things. So uh, there you go. The third one, um, YouTube videos. Yeah. That's a good one. I think I did a video on this as well quite a while ago, um, a YouTube video, funnily enough, um, where I went through, I literally tested a clone of our website, one page with just an image of Nigel and the other page with a YouTube embed. Um, the load speed was astonishing. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it added a good few seconds on and it absolutely ruined the score on mobile. Yeah. So so, so what we're talking about here, folks, is you know when you get uh, what looks like um, you can click on it and it'll play a video. So it's like the, a frozen screenshot with that little play symbol in the middle. Now, if that is actually the the YouTube video or any video that, that might be there is actually there, then that takes ages to load that bit up. If, however, there's a good workaround here, isn't there? You can sort of cheat a little bit, can't you? Because how, how do you do that? Okay, so I think what, what we did on our site, we sort of we put it as like a thumbnail of said video. And we say to sort of load when you click that thumbnail. So it doesn't load the player immediately on loading the site, which, as you can imagine, does speed up the load speed. Yeah, so we weren't doing... We did it before. We had one that was an autoplay. So as soon as the website was loading, this video loaded itself up and started playing autoplay. Yep. That was horrendous time-wise, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it can be good for engagement. You know, it grabs... You know, so visitors are immediately, yeah. but not if the website doesn't load. And that's yeah, you've got to remember, you could be on a fantastic connection at your home, yeah. but 70, 80, 90% of all engagement will be on a mobile phone. Yeah. And you might just be in a, a place where the signal's not that great. 
you know, and and the load speeds are going to be hit by that. And if it's trying to load up a, a video from YouTube, you know, call all this information in and autoplay it, that can knack your, your times as well. So we just did it where it looks like, you know, the YouTube video with the little play bit on it. And when people click the little play thing, instead of it playing immediately, it goes away, then pulls the video in and then plays it. So for a user experience, it doesn't look any different, really. You wouldn't really notice the difference. But from a load web page load speed difference, you know, matter, it, it's hugely different. Yeah. It's really different. And a lot of these things, when you do your um, your page insights and you get these load speeds, you will see which which elements are causing problems and how big a problem it is. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump in now and go to the page insights and we're going to look at some of the things that it, it kind of highlights. And what we're going to do there is show you how you can do something about it. Okay, let's have a look at that. All right, we're now in back in the page speed insights, uh, the Google tool. We've put in uh, a website that we've we've done, but we haven't updated it for a while. And lo and behold, yeah, the performance has dropped off. It's not that great. So we're looking here on um, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. But the mobile is 18 and overall performance, and the desktop is 45. Um, when we have a look at it, accessibility, we've got a few issues there. We're only 55. Best practices, 83. SEO, 85. So we're at the level in the previous podcast episode, we were talking and having a look at Nike. We're at the same level SEO performance as at Nike. Um, and there on the desktop, uh, accessibility, 63. Best practices, 83. SEO, 82. So... That was pretty good, but obviously mobile is where people are looking. The performance is 18, and as you scroll down, so Curtis, talk me through here. We're looking at the what it calls the opportunities. So what's the first one here? Yep, so opportunities, it says it's essentially problems it's seeing. Um, obviously, the top one we can see serve images in next-gen formats. So this is something we talked about in the last episode. Um, so the format of the image, if you do that drop down, a lot of them will be .pngs and .jpegs, um, which obviously have the uses, but for a website, they don't want to be either of those. They need to be .webp. Um, as you can see, it tells you the sizes of all these images, and on the right, how much you could potentially save by converting them. Yeah, so I'm looking at this. It says the resource size is 498.3 kilobytes it says the potential saving is 465 kilobytes so you could go you could basically go down to what's that seven percent you could save 93 i'm doing some maths in here uh, that might not be quite right but i think you can save 93 percent on that png image if you probably put it into the format of uh webp however there's another one in there uh, because if we just come back to this, I'm just going to shrink that, come out because there's also lower down. So I'm looking down the opportunities. Serve images in next gen formats is number one. Reduce unused CSS 
which is something different. We might talk about that. Um, reduce unused JavaScript, which we spoke about before. Um, but then the next one, properly size the images. So between next-gen format image and properly sizing the image, we could potentially save, what's that, eight and a half seconds. Yeah, I mean, those those are sort of combined because I bet if you do the drop-down for the properly sized images, a lot of them will be the same images. And what we need to do with those is essentially download them. So it, the page speed insights tool gives you the link to the image, um, which you'll be able to click to download. Um, yep, that URL there. Yep, so yep. once you click on that, that will open the image. Boom. And once you've downloaded that image, essentially what you need to do is not only resize it, but also convert it to WebP, and that will save you absolutely tons of load speed and space. Um, but and yes, it's com it's combined, so it'd be somewhere between the combination of both of those six point one five and two point four seconds on top. Yeah. So, folks, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I'm just going to click on this. Oh, that's it. Another one that's same image. Uh, I'm clicking, so if you're on YouTube, you can see it. But if you're not, we've got these images, great images for the website, really good stuff. But we did this a while ago, and we didn't optimize them, and now it's really beginning to have a negative effect. So so when we're, when we're talking about these things and we're sort of saying, look, you know, this is it's important to keep going back and visiting things, you will see that um, over time your website can slow down, can drift, as things aren't as optimized as possible. And when we go in, so it, it's brilliant because it gives you a hyperlink to the actual JPEG where it is. So I click on this one, it's opened up, there we go, that stack of coins image. I now know that we need to go back and do it. And if you think, oh my God, I can't find where that image is, We'll go to the website, download the image, yep. upload it into the resizer, compressor, reformatting type free software, um, and then just upload it back into Groove, and, and there you go. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, I mean, w once you've done all this once, generally you shouldn't have to do it ever again um, in regards to the images. So once it's done, it's done. Um, they can't really accumulate any more size or slow your site down by themselves um, but obviously if you're adapting your site if you're adding new things you do want to check what you're uploading check what you're adding in terms of code and things like that so what i've been doing today is sort of going through some of the images on our site and there's a tool i've been using which we will link in the description and the notes so what's what's the tool called so can you remember <laughs> shaking his head back to that well, I'll tell you what we'll take it right you won't notice any difference on the podcast other thing but we'll take a pause and I'm going to load it up so if you are watching on the YouTube uh, you'll see it and we'll go get it so go get it Curtis I'm going to go and get the webs alright so we're just going to find it now he's got the name of it we've found it folks all right so we're going to jump in and have a look at it because it is called of all things woo -hoo -hoo, it's called imageresizer.com so i am a g e r e s i z e r.com all right and when you're there 
what you do it's is pretty straightforward in as much as up at the top you'll see that you've got a few things you can do image resize crop image image compressor bulk resize or more tools which is a few other things but we're just going to stick with the image resizer at the moment easily resize images online for free so we're going to just drag in a file that we've got so i'll do that so i'm just dragging one in now it i think came up as 23 or 4 megs um on this so there we are it's, it's one that we use on the website isn't it yep so i mean this was really bad for our load speed i think before we had a little look around and saw what was um so what was up with it? As you can see on the left, we have got a pixel size that is nearly 5,000 pixels, which is crazy for any website, um, no matter what it is. Um, but if we go to as percentage at the top, we can resize it and probably want to go right down. So it's to round about a thousand pixels. Um, so, so that's 20% that's of the original size of the image. So if you click on the resize settings, if you're listening on the podcast, there's an as percentage and it's a slider, zero to hundred percent. And underneath it, it says, make my image 21% of the original size, which is still 1019 by 1019 pixels. So that's a, still a good size image, but you can already see we've got rid of 79% of that, that image, uh, which is good. So. There we are, we do that. Do we, uh, what else can we do on here? So there's really only other thing, one thing we want to change. It's the save image as option. Um, so it's just got a few options for format. And as you can guess, we're going to be using .webp. And that should save us a ton of space on that image. All right. So yeah, the bottom on the left-hand side, there's a little drop down. And you can save the image as the original, JPEG, PNG, WebP. And obviously... We're going for WebP, folks. So there we are. We've selected that 21% of the original size and as a WebP. And then down there at the bottom, there's a blue button, bottom left, resize image. Let's give it a go. All right, it's processing. Exciting. And here we go. So I'm going to just zoom in on here. The original 4853 by 4853 pixels. 23.21 megs. The output, 1,000 by 1,000, is 732.7 kilobytes. So not even three quarters of one meg. So you can see, folks, the difference that that can do. And you can then download that image, and then you would upload that image. So we download it into our file somewhere, and then we would upload it into Groove and select it from Groove, wouldn't we? Yep, easy as that. I mean, obviously that's an absolutely massive saving we've got there, but I would say you could probably go even smaller with that. Um, 700 kilobytes, depending what size that's going to be used on the website, that could still be quite a large image. Um, so we could shrink it even more, we could compress it if we need to, um, but that is a massive saving. Over, I think we can do better if need be. Right. Okay, so perfect. So there's there's you made a huge gain, and then there might be marginal gains. So again, if it's a, a full width of your web page image, then it's going to need to be bigger. If it's a little round image or 
maybe you've got several columns, then yeah, you can go smaller. Um, if you think, if you go into Canva and you create a logo, it's like 500 by 500. So if you're thinking this image is going to be like a logo size, 500 by 500, there you go. We could make it that an even bigger saving. So it's important, folks. Uh, I'm just going to come back here. You know, you look at these estimated savings. So you could save, uh, go back. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, you'll see it. Um, you can see these things changing the formats of your photos, uh, changing the sizes of your image. These are opportunities. Below that, if you scroll down, the diagnostics says things like avoid enormous network payloads. Yeah, when you actually click on it and, and have a look at what they were, you'll see that they are, I'm just going to zoom in, png.png.jpg sort of thing. So it's it's saying that you've, you're putting a big stress on things with these images not being in WebP format. So you have now been given some insights as to what is holding your website up. And if we come back to both of us here on screen, um, I can tell you that uh, when we were uh, doing this, uh, we, as I say, right at the beginning when we were looking at our website, we were 21 out of 100 uh, on desktop and 15 out of 100 on mobile. Now, the, yeah, go on. Yeah, so I think the after scores which we got were 69 out of 100 for desktop and 20 out of 100 for mobile. Um, this was only after changing, I think, the JavaScript, which we mentioned previously. So we got rid of those opt-ins temporarily and we changed a couple of images, not even all of them. Um, and it made this much difference to our scores. Um, obviously, mobile, that's another issue. What I think we had to do a bit more optimization for. It generally is harder to optimize for mobile with images and videos and things like that. Yeah, because normally the signal's worse. I, I always think in my head, you know, you've got mobile signals. They're always going to downgrade how fast things load as well as um, because normally you're on broadband or Wi-Fi sort of thing for um, for your computer, your desktop or whatever. And I think they kind of, I don't know, I think they look at a pessimistic view of what people's load speeds are, what their connection speeds are, whether it's mobile. But folks, and I, I know you wanted to steal the thunder there with the uh, improvement in the scores, but... <laughs> That was just tweaking a few things. And you can see 21 to 69 on desktop. That is a hell of an improvement. And it only took, we're talking a few minutes to make this level of improvement. Now, do you think, folks, if your website is really struggling, if you're not getting the conversions, the engagement, the sales from your website, do you think you should now go away and have a look at your page speed your load speeds the answer is of course yes it, well it better be um and one of the things that with the drop downs because it's hyperlinked it will show you the image that's the problem so you don't have to be Hercule Poirot or Sherlock Holmes to discover who the uh, the guilty culprit is on that it helps you and just download it Put it through that resizing and change the format, upload it again, and boom, it takes a couple of minutes to maybe make some step changes in the website performance. Cord. 
Curtis, good job, fella. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Massive improvements on our website, and we're not finished yet. Yeah, absolutely. And the trouble is, as Curtis said earlier, every time you start messing about with your website, just when you finished it, you saved it, you published it, run it through it again, and just make sure something silly, crazy, or, you know, unexpected has happened to it. All right. Thank you, folks. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to email us, start at groove.builders. If there's anything that you want to click on, hopefully it'll be in the show notes or if you're on YouTube, it will be down below. Uh, we'd love it if you give us a, a mention, a share, a follow, a subscribe, a like, um, a cup of coffee or <laughs> whatever, a bottle of beer. Uh, that would be brilliant. But until next time, my name's Nigel T. Best. I'm Curtis. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. Cheers.